Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. Joining me today is Jerry Karaya. He is a veteran associate here at Guildhall, also the e-store manager, which we're launching a new e-store just about now. Uh, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. I think we're going to spend a little bit of time reflecting on the year that was and also looking at 2021 and what is potentially in store for the physical precious metal market. And that's what we talk about here at The Real Money Show is anything physical with regard to money, which is gold and silver, as well as natural fancy colored diamonds. Hopefully we'll have some time to talk about that as well. Everything we do at Guildhall is physical. We have a motto. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's pretty pretty simple. Uh, Jerry, how are you doing? Very good, Jeremy. Great to be back on the show. Uh, hello to everyone. Hope everyone had a great holiday, Christmas, and looking forward to a, a good, a better 2021. I think one of the differences about 2020, if we're talking about reflecting a little bit, and the fact that you couldn't distract yourself with going shopping the way you used to, um, you know, it was a bit of a struggle to get gifts. You had to be ahead of yourself, and maybe you were even more organized as a result. But uh, this idea of not being able to 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 really distract yourself with with the 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 season i think has also meant that people have been keeping an eye on what's been happening economically which it's been a complete disaster uh, ultimately there's been so many businesses affected by covid at the end of the day in this pandemic and uh, there was actually i know jim rickards who's a, a one of the the main gold guys a great great contributor to the community is talking about the fact that we're now in a in a, a depression which is basically saying anemic growth mm -hmm. that even if the pandemic goes away we're going to be in this anemic growth for quite some time yeah the cycle the, the psychology regarding the restrictions and everything that has impacted from the the crippling small businesses that are ha that we're seeing globally now and it'll be tough to get out of that rut i think even psychologically some people have even taken the the vaccine but they still will hold on to the fact that we need to keep these restrictions up and we don't see any changes uh for the near future so it's going to be tough to shake it off but and looking at that whole theme as well, this idea of the restrictions, however you want to look at that. Some people felt safer by it. Some people felt hard done by by it. At the end of the day, these restrictions and just the the debasement of the currency, just the, the unabashed printing of money um, has put people into a situation where I think the everyday citizen in the US and Canada and across the world doesn't feel as safe as they used to. I mean, you're separated from your family, right? You're separated from your job, potentially from your workplace. Um, and there's just a lot of that separation going, you're wearing a mask, can't see people. Um, you know, it doesn't feel as safe as it used to. And I feel that that also has, has um, moved across as well to the financial safety of things. I think people have looked at the amount of money that was just created out of nowhere and also then and this i find quite irritating and then also just giving it away to to places that don't need it or or why are they not focusing on on the country at hand and the problem at hand um i find it i find it um, irresponsible that the government is you know giving money to people who don't need it and then um giving and not giving enough to people who do and so the whole thing i think has not been been managed very well and we're going to handle the consequences of that but again if people don't feel 
don't feel safe by all of that, what do they do? Do they run to invest in stocks? Absolutely not. I mean, we're not seeing that at least. People are, including myself, are after the truth. Um, this is a big awakening, I think, that's happening before our eyes. People are after financial uh, safety and security. Where do you find that? It's never been. If we look through <coughs> the years in the history, it's never been stocks that have created generational wealth. It's been tangible, honest, real money, such as gold and silver, land. And in the, in the face of you know the good news of having more stimulus on the way with this latest COVID relief package and the $2,000, thankfully, the checks that are going out to families, still, this is immense money printing globally. Investors, citizens are are waking up to the fact that they need to protect themselves and one way to do it is financially through the ownership of real tangible hard assets the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com and you know jerry uh just today you were telling me a story that um we had a current client come in who basically uh, well why don't i let you tell the story and then i'll i'll add a story of my own what a what, eye-opening example a great example and I, you know, kudos to this family. So what happened was he was, uh, there were business owners. They owned one of the largest gyms in Durham region. And unfortunately, their business had succumbed to the restrictions. And they decided, you know, well, let's, let's pull the plug. Let's get out of Dodge. Literally selling their principal home, selling the business, parked majority of their wealth in physical gold and silver in the Guildhall Depository here in Mississauga to ensure their liquidity and insurance. And they decided to move to Mexico. They're both educators, uh, great people, uh, genuine people, but we understand. We understand the need to see, if you see danger coming, you need to either put your head in the sand, you can either do that, or you can do something about it. And take the wheel of your life for yourself, take the wheel of your wealth for yourself, and they decided to park it into gold and go educate their, their children. And right now they're in, uh, in Mexico and they're enjoying life right now. And that's not, uh, that's not an isolated case either. I think there was, another, there was something that happened this morning. I think there was another client, similar sort of situation, not moving away, but essentially seeing their business yeah. be forcefully shut down and deciding, okay, what am I going to do about this now? Well, one thing I'm going to do is make sure that I get all of my money out of the system because these kind of, unfortunately, they're t they're tyrannical, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether or not they're for the betterment or not, the fact is, is, is they were very strong measures and people don't feel safe by that. Um, I mean, maybe some people did. Maybe some people feel like, yes, shut all the businesses. That'll make me feel, that'll make me feel safer. But it's not safer for the economy in that sense. And we live in a, in a world where there's lots of different moving parts and the mm -hmm. economy is a big part of that. And so we are seeing more people who are deciding, you know what, I need to get out of the system. I need to make sure that my money is safe. I don't feel that it's safe in the banks. And especially, you know, when COVID hit, there were banks that were shut. Mm -hmm. No, no, there was no uh, warning that just could not get into your bank. I mean, I, that scares me if I had money in a safety deposit box or something. And that's, Partly the reason why Jim Rickards really hones in on undigitizing your wealth. It is just that easy to 
lose control of your money that's sitting at a bank where you have control of your gold and silver, whether it be in your possession or at the vaults entirely outside of the banking system, you have the control. You have options. You're, if you're cornered, if, if tyranny, and we were calling a spade a spade here, we are the clients in the past two months, you know, sharing real stories coming from Eastern, Eastern Europe from from mainland China they're calling it spade a spade this is tyranny in their eyes and we have to respect what they're saying they're coming with a history of of instances from their country of you know having to flee parking their wealth in gold these are proven methods and do this temporarily if this is temporarily we hope for the best we hope that we can somehow go back to a, a free society if it if that is it or a, a free market but right now, until we hit that point, we really need to have a defensive mode. At the same time, precious metals have that offensive as well. And and let's let's see what what gold and silver have done this year. Gold is up over twenty percent. Silver is up over forty percent. And silver's really had a rocky year. It's been quite the roller coaster. At, in March, the price of silver was trading around sixteen, seventeen dollars. Got hammered down to the eleven dollar range. And then whoosh goes all the way to $31 an ounce. Imagine being on that ride. And then it comes back down. I think we, we hit a low in and around the $23 range. This is in U.S. dollars. And then <clears throat> as we're taping the show today, uh, we're, we're um, closing in on $27 an ounce. And it reminds me of 2010. In 2010, the price of silver in August and August was around eighteen dollars. Um, through September, we were into the mid twenties, and I was literally putting orders through on the on the thirty first at twenty nine dollars an ounce, and from there we went to fifty. Um, and uh, so we'll talk a little bit about where we think the price is going, but uh, I just want to stay in, in a little bit of reflection mode for just a, a, a few moments longer. But still, what a great year! 20% on gold. These are the types of gains that you want to see. But even before the pandemic hit, there was trouble on the horizon in, in terms of the economy. Um, before they just, you know, destroy threw all the pieces off the chessboard um, and called this crisis no need to think about any other crisis, the economy was already very much in trouble. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about what you were seeing, uh, Jerry, back in, in January, February? We were seeing a liquidity crisis looming its ugly head once again in the market. There was um, imminent credit crisis, banking issues, money was seizing, the repo market was a total disaster. The Federal Reserve had to come to the rescue every night, printing about 60 to $90 billion a night. The U.S. was forced to cut their interest rates as they were you know, accelerating their, their hiking interest rates. They were they were excited about normalizing and, and tapering. That went out the window. Cutting interest rates. Now we have a forecast of zero interest rate hikes for 2021. So precious metals have simply just reacted to this, this stance of MMT, modern monetary theory of spend, uh, extend and pretend. And this is a dangerous, a dangerous scenario that they're playing with. Uh, definitely 
this this is a paper fire and inflation is ahead. So let's uh, in the next segment talk about what we see going forward for 2021. Um, it has been a good year for for metals in 2020. A great time to be involved in this market, and the reasons have always been there. The fundamentals. If you're been listening to this, if you have been listening to the show for years, you know what those fundamentals are. It's money printing, devaluation, supply and demand, and geopolitical unrest. Let's see how that plays out in 2021. We'll be talking about that a bit more in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Contact us, learn about how to hold physical precious metal, direct ownership of that metal in your registered account, or you can contact us directly, acquire the physical metal for yourself. And uh, please stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming. You're listening to the, Re the Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And if you'd like to acquire some physical precious metals for yourself, maybe just get started, just see what it's like to have a, an ounce of gold or a couple ounces of gold, maybe a tube of maples in your hand, um, maybe a 10-ounce bar, kilo bar, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can you can uh, order your product direct through there. We ship free on any order over $1,000. We can take e-transfer. That's a really easy way to get a little bit of precious metals in your hand. And when we ship, it's by Canada Post. We send you the tracking number. It's fully insured. We can even send it to a flex account. So if you don't feel comfortable having the product shipped to your home because you may be in and out, you can have it shipped to a flex account, so your your local post office, and you'll have to go there to, to sign for it. So that's a really great way to get involved in the market for the first time. Now for Jerry, for those who have been in this market for, let's say, the last five, six years, um, I think that their frustrations waned through 2020 um, as the prices of the metals moved up quite significantly, double digits. Do you think they're going to continue to see any frustration going forward? Or do you think that they're, they're going to be seeing some good times in the metals market? Short term, obviously, there's going to be some, some lag and maybe some ups and downs. But we have definitely cleared uh, into a breakout zone where we, can, we are anticipating now a repeat of that 2020, the 2010 to 2011 scenario forecasts coming from the mainstream which is what it's what's exciting me is that you know these mainstream outlets are normally very conservative or undercut the gold silver forecasts and they're forecasted much much higher which is uh, making our investors a lot more exciting like excited especially those clients who have been around for five six years but we're anticipating a time where you want to take action the next peak for silver is coming up and you may want to take action pretty soon to manage the ratios, maybe get back into some gold when the ratios hit 15, maybe acquire some property at that time. But there, there are options for you. And that's why we're here to talk about these things over a phone call, over, <clears throat> over a one-on-one -on -one meeting. And let's discuss what allocation is right for you. So, um, Jerry, I want to talk to you about something that um, I've been thinking about. And then I heard it kind of mentioned by E.B. Tucker, who wrote uh, his book came out this year, Why Gold, Why Now, uh, which I, I read through this over the last couple of weeks. It was a really great, great read. If you're new to the market, it's perfect. If you've been in the market a while, there's still some good, good nuggets in there for you um, and a great review. I always like just reading these things just to get a different point of view on how they see it, even though, you know, we agree on so much. But one of the things he was saying is that, there's a, you're only going to get one chance. So unlike 
unlike the early part of this bull market, say 2000 through to 2012, where there were lots of opportunities to get involved. There were lots of pullbacks in the market. And, you know, there's a whole cemetery filled with articles where they would say, this is your last chance to get on board with silver at $15. This is your last chance to get into the market. And of course, there were there ended up being lots of chances. But I feel like there's something different now. And that difference is supply and demand. The fact that the premiums have gone up on both metals says to me that the lack of supply and the increase in demand, coupled with the fact that people who did buy five years ago aren't looking to sell silver at $25 an ounce, they're waiting for much higher prices, tells me that E.B. Tucker's right. That, and, and I'll ask you this, Jerry, what do you think about the fact that we may see the market rise and hit a new plateau and that's it. It's, in other words, do you see silver having any potential of getting back to $8 an ounce? I personally don't think, I think that that is past. I think we have uh, long left those you know, single digit zones for the precious metal space, uh, specifically silver. Uh, knowing that we are entering an, an era where we're embracing so much more industrial needs and attributes for silver, and the silver is a waning metal, we're, we're losing. The, the silver supply is dwindling, and we see it being guild hall brokers. We're on the inside dealing with the wholesalers. We know how long it's taking for these metals to come and arrive. Uh, we've, we've been waiting. Paul has been doing a magnificent job of handling the, um, the inventory, the ordering ever since the beginning of COVID, and nothing has changed. We would, we've anticipated, we we're hoping for premiums to start to tighten up, but nothing has changed. This is indicative of the pressure. And just reminding our listeners, uh, two weeks ago we talked about the, the Silver Institute's report. It's no longer leading the charge, the industrial attributes or the, the solar and, and the electronics industry or jewelry leading the way for the demand. It's investors coming on board, seeing this this hunt style era com coming in and wanting to potentially you know, uh, corner this market themselves. We can do it. There's a lot more citizens. There's a lot more pension funds if they get involved. There's a lot more money in the registered plans now launching into precious metals. Uh, $8 a thing in the past. I think we're going to be heading much, much higher. I uh, Triple digits. I, I see what you're saying, Jerry, in the sense that, okay, um, you know, in 1980, Silver goes to $50 an ounce. I think there's something like, what is it, 8 trillion ounces or 8 billion ounces above ground. Now you're looking at 2 billion ounces, although I, I question that. I think it's actually 1 billion. They're mining half a billion a year, which is all getting used. And then there's, there's a deficit, and there's been massive deficits in this market for years. And then here you are with the price of silver in the $25 range US, and there's higher premiums. And the question becomes, how did those premiums come down? Well, if the price doubled, you're buying half, a, you're buying half as much. So if you could buy 2,000 ounces today, price of silver goes to 50, you can only buy 1,000 ounces. So a higher price is going to mean you're that the market is buying less, right? There's less people buying because the price is that much higher. And then, of course, at $50 an ounce, you have people who will probably start to sell. Right, so you need much higher prices to one stop the 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 run on silver, stop the amount of the ability of people to purchase as much as they can right now, and then you have people who are also looking to sell, which is adding supply, 
and the actual supply of it in itself is remains consistent, mm -hmm. right? It's not like you're going to open up some mines and double the double the mine supply. That's not going to happen. So ultimately, the only way this satis the only way this reconciles itself is with much much higher prices. And that's why I feel personally that once we hit those new levels, that's it. That you're not going to see silver go back to the teens. Once silver breaks fifty dollars and goes to eighty dollars an ounce, that's it. You might it could come back down to fifty. It could come back down to forty-five. But you're never going to see those those prices uh, sub thirty dollars again. And so I think E. B. Tucker is right in the sense that this is going to be a one-time opportunity, and you're either going to get in early which I, I think many people are. Many people aren't getting in early in a speculative way. They're getting in early in a sense of what other choices are there. I need to get out of the system. I need to be in something that, you know, the government can print money a whole lot faster than you can earn it. And they can print money a whole lot faster than you can save it. So there's got to be some other alternatives out there. And hey, gold and silver have been around for thousands of years as a store of wealth. And so there's something also... Um, subconscious in there, I think, as well, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's uh, that's another reason why people are starting to get involved in the market. If you would like to get involved in the market, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, we have actually witnessed a few a few clients, a few investors that have that have owned uh, silver certificates in the past uh, month and a half which we call proxy investments. It's something that doesn't, it represents maybe the price, but you're not really owning anything. And we are, we have a strong belief. Our core belief is that everything has to be tangible to offer the insurance. What were some of the reasons why that investor decided to sell that certificate for physical? That's so funny that you're mentioning that today, actually. Yes. Uh, but, well, I'll tell you why, because, um, well, first of all, he knew that he wanted to get into physical. And what really helped him, and it's a, it's sort of a story I've heard in the past by many people who have owned certificates in the past, which was, ah, let me get ahead first. Once I'm making money in it, then I want to get out of it and I want to get into some physical. And this particular client, you know, had the guts. He he said, you know, what what he ended up doing, which I thought was really smart, is first he bought an additional thousand ounces or whatever it was, and then because he'd already made money on the certificate, he sold it. And uh, the reason why I say it's interesting that you're saying that is because literally I think we submitted the transfer a week and a half ago and the funds arrived already, which is I think it's a record in terms of the amount of time it takes normally to get a transfer through on an RSP. Um, but that's it. You know, I think at the end of the day, he's probably missed a, a $2 move in the market. But in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing, right? Even if you missed $5, don't you want to know that you own that whole that you own that product, that you can go and personally audit that product, that you get an inventory report showing you exactly the serial numbers on the 100 ounce bars that you're holding. Don't you like the idea of knowing that you could sell off in smaller increments? With a certificate, it's proprietary. You can only buy and sell with that institution. You have to buy and sell the, the whole thing, right? And they charge you for it. it they charge you a lot for mm -hmm. it to buy and sell that, even though where's where's the where's the money where's the gold where's the silver how come you know where's the serial numbers for it and if you ask for it they basically ca i i believe they basically cash you out and tell you to go buy it somewhere else um however i think that is changing i think that that's something we've seen change in the last 6 months where i think a lot of the financial institutions realized well we better get 
we better get some physical precious metal to back up these these paper claims uh, because people have lost their patience and I, and there's probably a lot of people saying they want to to take that physical home. But yeah, there is a regarding it is exactly in that point. There is a common belief. There has been a common belief that traditionally you can add these um, commodity stocks and certificates, these alternative precious metals proxy uh, to to be included in an investment portfolio. But these are actually disassociated with the actual physical ownership itself and the performance of bullion itself. But in fact, they add uncertainty and counterparty risk as they expose our portfolios now to other variables, financials, geographic, political risks, layered upon layered of plus operational and even management issues. With physical precious metals, you have now excluded, disassociated yourself and your money and your wealth from these counterparty risks. On the other hand, Physical bullion provides insurance against all other investments because they're negatively correlated to the U.S. stocks and the U.S. dollar. has the best liquidity. It's If we look at the extras investment pyramid, gold and cash is at the bottom. That's your sound money. That's your honest money. That's power money. Without it, you're, you're not prepared. You're not diversified. And we're talking about inflation. Gold and silver have a positive correlation, coefficient with inflation, says this report from 2011 from Catalyst. Without precious metals, you're simply exposed, and now is not the time to be driving a vehicle without insurance, having a car without home insurance, walking around the city without life insurance. You need portfolio insurance, and that's only through physical precious metals. And of course, these insurance portfolios could pay out. And let's talk about where we see the market going in 2021 and what others see the market going in 2021. If you want to get some physical precious metal in your portfolio, you can contact us at guildhallwealth.com, phone us at one eight seven seven eight silver and learn how to get physical precious metal in your RSP, TFSA, LIF, RIF, Lira, um, RESP. You can, you can do it all. You can have it all physically held direct ownership in a in a registered account we also have a depository service where if you're looking to acquire more than you know a few hundred ounces of silver you want to really start owning a lot of silver and and protecting larger amounts of wealth there's the physical depository there for you where you can buy and sell easily on a phone call but it's secured storage fully insured underwritten by Lloyd's of London and actually even through the TFSA there's a power margin account where you can buy precious metals in your in your TFSA and then use the margin account through our partner Quest Trade and use that 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 collateral as the ability to buy additional product in a margin account. So that's something we could also talk to you about at Guildhall. So we're going to talk about where the markets are going next and how much money you could be looking to make in the next segment. Stay tuned to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And as we've been promising, let's look ahead to 2021 and see what... Uh, we're just going to look through the crystal ball a little bit and see what uh, is in store in terms of pricing. I do think, Jerry, that we're going to continue to see the move up that we have, um, you know, barring any crazy event that is somehow going to bring value back into the currencies and magically make the economy come back to life and uh, magically make interest rates go up to, and you know, four or five percent. 
money printing stopping. I think anything short of that is going to continue to see the, the prices of the metals rise. How much? I don't know. What do you think? Well, if we look at the forecast that we are getting right now from the mainstream um, Bank of America calling gold for 3,000 um, Goldman Sachs, somewhere in that re region, um, and some of the gold guys t talking about 5000 to even $15,000 gold. Um, the arguments for $15,000 gold make sense, especially now that we're reading about the global financial reset a lot much more, that it's beyond a conspiracy theory. This is being discussed across the board globally. And if there is some sort of a reset, we have to bear in mind that this reset has to, has to deal with the debt. 2008 was a debt crisis, and they solved it, solved that issue with more debt on top of that debt. We're not out of the woods, and they're, and the money printers are in full blast. We're seeing $120 billion a month continuing for 2021. Printing presses will continue to print off worthless paper, continuing to debase our purchasing power. I see gold and silver much higher probably $5,000 gold. Where will that put silver? Triple digits. I'm very, very bullish precious metals. Wait a minute. You think that's next year? It could be a year, a year and a half. I think it's going to be very soon. If they do this global financial reset, this can be literally an overnight overnight uh, occurrence. Yeah, I was listening to something with Mike Maloney. Um, you know, he's from the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, yep. if you're new, a new listener to the show. And uh, he did a book uh, about gold and silver investing. He was one of the first uh, I remember back then uh, you couldn't find a book on precious metals. Uh, he was one of the first and uh, does does great uh, educating about the market and what he's been looking at and, and sort of the uh, the postulating that he's been been doing. He has a target of about 2023 where he sees the market really being sky high. I think, you know, look, even if we were to just, Jerry, take 20% like we did this year and add it to, to the price of gold, um, that would put gold into the high $2,200 range, sort of, you know, um, moving in on, on $2,300, which at worst, that wouldn't be so bad. For silver, if we saw a similar gain, which this year we got 40%, that would put silver into the $37 range. Now, do I think that those are... are uninspired. Yeah, I think those are kind of low given the situation, economic situation, the supply demand situation in the market. Um, I think many would say that that's extremely conservative. And when we look at, at what the banks have been saying, uh, Saxo Bank, for instance, they're calling for $50 silver next year. Uh, they're saying, you know, gold could easily be well over $2,300, $2,500 an ounce even. So I think with those numbers, I think you know, for 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 us to see next year what we already saw this year, the numbers look very conservative. Twenty three hundred dollar gold, thirty seven dollar silver. There's nothing that we're seeing that says the market can't go there. Mm -hmm. And that is to say, these conservative figures, um, which I definitely can consider, and I, you know, we would we would get there for sure. Um, this is primarily because of two things. Again, we have to look at gold and silver and why they're reacting in this this regard it is because of the u.s dollar debasement when you cut your interest rates you're making your currency lower you're lowering your currency value you become less attractive globally plus you're printing money these are the two one-two punch uh that is beginning this uh, 
this translation into a secular bear market for the U.S. dollar, and historically, this translate into translates into a secular bull market for hard hard assets such as gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds. And I want to revisit something that you were mentioning. Uh, you were talking a little bit about potentially reset. If if this quote unquote reset gets pulled off in any kind of way, I would. It, it reminds me of what happened in Brexit in 2016. Um, the fact that when when they voted yes to Brexit, the pound lost 30% against all other currencies. And it just so happened that gold went up 30% that year in British pound. So that meant ultimately that gold was, was the saving grace. If you had gold in your portfolio, imagine being a business. In a, a British business working in international, um, working internationally, and you didn't have gold, and you just lost thirty percent of your purchasing power to buy machinery from Italy or whatever it is, right? I think of a reset in those terms. I think of of countries like Italy when they had to join the euro, and lost lost how much against against that dollar, right? They got pennies mm -hmm. for their lira. It's the same thing. If there's some sort of reset and you're moving into a different currency, you want gold to be the bridge. And I don't care if that currency is a cryptocurrency. That's the future. Okay, it's the future. Great. But what's the bridge? Mm -hmm. What's going to keep my wealth during that transition period? And that's where gold comes in. The other quick little theme I want to continue that I think is going to be something that we see through 2021 is distrust in government. I think that we've seen enough this year, unfortunately, that there is a growing distrust of authority and of government. And I think that that's leading for people, leading people away from typical financial instruments and saying, how do I move into something where I'm more autonomous? And that's where gold continues to see demand rising in that, in that side. So those to me are just a couple themes um, to, to consider. We'll keep this discussion going. If you want to own some physical precious metals for yourself, you know, dip a toe in the water, you can visit guildhallpreciousmetals.com. That's our e-store and you can pick up a few ounces there and we can have it uh, shipped directly to you. You can pay One by e-transfer. E if you want to you allocate some physical precious metal into a registered account, contact us. We'll show you exactly how to do it. In fact, we did a Zoom presentation a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's just being uploaded now to YouTube. Um, we did put one up, but we didn't really like the quality. So we're, rep we're reposting it and we'll get that out to you if you want to learn all the details about how to do that. And uh, of course, if you want to just acquire some precious metals and have it stored for you because you're traveling or you, you want to be able to uh, buy and sell easily on a phone call, we can do that with our depository as well. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Stick with us. This is The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking about some themes that we saw through 2020 and just doing a little bit of reflection on, on some of the things that we were seeing, obviously the massive effect that the pandemic had, but also what was happening before that. There was still economic trouble on the horizon there. We saw governments never raised interest rates. They continued to print money. Um, they said everything was normal, everything was great, but 
they never fix the problems of 2008. Pandemic comes along and they go, eh, we don't have to worry about the crisis from 10 years ago. We can just uh, worry about this crisis. And in, and in so doing, I think it scared the bejesus out of people who were paying attention economically to it. And people have been moving very, very quickly into the precious metals market. And obviously that's pushed the metals up. 20% in gold, over 40% in silver. And we see that, that, that trend continuing into 2021. Jerry? And, you know, we're watching also, we have to be very keen on, on, on to why investors are moving into other asset classes. Uh, we're seeing the rise of Bitcoin and crypto, and we understand the reasons uh, for this. This, is, can, this can be called a canary in the coal mine, where investors are looking for another avenue to move their wealth, maybe privately. It's not so private, but uh, you want to move it away from the fiat currency system the money printing the debasement of your currencies this is a huge theme and this is probably the main reason why investors are moving into asset classes like natural fancy color diamonds as well I, I totally agree i think that if you in a bigger picture jerry when we when we think about that era of 2000 through 2013 where you know subprime mortgages lowered interest rates although they were trying to raise them back up they didn't keep them up for that long and then they had to drop them again because of, of the 2008 crisis but there was this period of money printing this idea of inflation there was lots of of currency out there lots of of uh, money out there and people were trying to get things that weren't that were nailed down and a hard asset like a natural fancy color diamond in effect is nailed down again Governments can print money faster than you can make it. They can print it a lot faster than you can earn savings on it, especially at less than 2%. So we have to find different ways to accumulate wealth. Natural fancy colored diamonds, I mean, this is something that the wealthy have been doing for years, for, for decades, for millennia. You mentioned it in the last segment, Jerry, the fact that people who make the most money generationally don't do it through stocks. They're not passing down stocks that were held 50 years ago. In fact, uh, you know, if you look at the Dow, it's it's been a constantly uh, overturning of different companies over the years. It's mm -hmm. not like the same company that was there in the 30s is there today. Um, maybe there might be five. I don't. I don't know. So, uh, but it's not a constant. Whereas a hard asset is a constant, and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that safety. And one of the things that's been beautiful to watch with them, which with the natural fancy colored diamond market is you don't have to watch it every day. It just, you can admire it. You could put it into a ring and enjoy it, but you don't have to wonder what it did today or if it's going to fall today or not. Um, but during that period, um, you know, between 2000 and 2014, 15, uh, the pink diamond market, for instance, went up hundreds of percent. And that's with the Argyle mine that was open and still running and that that mine closed this year um, we've been talking about it on this show for years it's gonna close it's gonna close people that stop believing us and then it happened right and I think that that's ultimately gonna be massive for the market going forward because there's there's now a lack of supply in the pink diamond market and I could only I can only think about what it's gonna do to prices what do you think yeah I mean it's been rare. It's been rare in 2016, 17, 18, 19. The highlight of the year 2020 was the Argyle mine closure. How rare is rare now? Yeah. This is going to be uh, a, such an exciting time to view and to be able to witness 
our clients' successes in pink diamonds. Uh, we look back at the uh, from the advent of the 2008 crisis, where a lot of investors sold silver to acquire a natural pink stone, a natural fancy color diamond, an argyle pink, that have now doubled in price. How phenomenal is that? We're going to be doing this again. So, um, listeners, this is one avenue for uh, generational wealth. Uh, managing your wealth and hard assets and we take the guesswork out of these of this investment we understand that many people simply just don't understand what makes an investment investment grade stone get in touch with us we have a diamond discovery session what that is it shows you what it what makes an investment grade stone what is this guild hall criteria i, I always hear hear about get in touch with us we have a you know a 10 step buyer's guide for precious for natural fancy colored diamonds and once you get that, uh, get that in your get that in your portfolio, with some gold and silver, this is generation generational wealth for you and your family. And one of the nice things about the the natural fancy color diamond market, and specifically the type of diamonds that Guildhall has acquired over the years, yes, there's been some easing off in terms of in terms of the trajectory of the prices, especially this year in in natural fancy color diamonds, because you know retail's closed. The, the diamond dealers can't go see each other. They can't have clients in. So the market softened a little bit, but not in terms of pricing, in terms of, you know, because at the end of the day, these markets don't have leverage. So it's all just cash purchases. So you don't like your price, you don't have to take it. You can keep sitting on it and wait and then your price will price will come along. And so that's one of the beauties of the market because there's no leverage in this market. It's it's a handshake market. You own the you own the asset and that's it. You hold it until until it moves up. And I think that uh this year we're just starting to see the market come out of sort of a flattening period because of COVID and because of the Argyle mine I think that's going to be a bounce for the market. I think it's going to going to help the market uh, get back up on its feet and I think we're going to see really good things in this market just as we did between that period of 2008 through 2013 specifically. So I'm very excited about the natural fancy color diamond market. You can go to the website and see some of the products that we have. We only deal in the highest grade investment quality diamonds and you can go to guildhallwealth.com to see that. Jerry, any last thoughts? Just wanted to thank every one of our clients, all of our listeners across Canada. Uh, we really appreciate you, your business. Thank you so much for your support over the past few years has been great and I look forward to meeting new people for 2021 get in touch and we look forward to helping you out I agree Jerry we're we've we've had a good year uh, met some great people very exciting we have the the best customers and we look forward to to meeting uh, you again next year we look forward to the market next year we do see very good things happening and you can contact us at one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com and we will talk to you next week on the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto